0: from ringler this is ringler radio a podcast where we keep you current on the latest news from the settlement industry updates on nationwide litigation trends in the legal and insurance industries and everything in between ringler has been helping injured people and their families since 1975 So when it comes to objective settlement solutions, the consultants at Ringler are your go-to experts. Hi, everyone.
1: Welcome back to Ringler Radio.
2: I'm your host, Matt Ross.
0: And I'm Phil Krause. When a person's
2: injured, there are lots of moving parts that need to be considered in order to protect the injured party and to provide future stability for everyone involved. Absolutely, Phil. Here at Ringler, our mission is to
1: bring clarity and to assist with life-changing decision-making In a time where individuals may feel confused, scared,
2: and lost. Our guest today was involved in a severe auto accident while on the job as a police officer in Arizona. He was responding to another emergency when a driver having an epileptic seizure hit him while he was stopped at a red light. Trapped inside a burning vehicle, he suffered extreme burns to 40% of his body, dramatically altering his appearance and his entire life. His story is difficult to hear, but it's important to acknowledge and understand how his decision throughout his recovery provided a light at the end of a tunnel where he and his family. With the help of a Ringlet consultant, we're able to come through on the other side. Today, we welcome Jason Schechterly. He's going to share his story
1: of his accident and discuss how his structured settlement helped him focus on his recovery. Jason retired from law enforcement after his accident and is now a motivational speaker, sharing his story with audiences around the country. His personal narrative exemplifies that the power of the human spirit can never be underestimated. Before we start with Jason, we wanted to pause and say thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to American General Life Company, Berkshire Hathaway, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, Pacific Life, Prudential, and USAA. Ringler is proud to partner with each of these companies as they provide competitive products for individuals seeking security for their financial futures. Jason Schechterly, welcome to our show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Jason, the the 20-year of Anniversary of your accident is coincidentally on the day that this podcast is going live. How are you feeling about that?
3: That's pretty amazing to think. Uh, where have twenty years gone? In so many ways. It feels like last week, and then other ways, it's a lifetime ago. But yeah, I've been pondering that a lot lately. Twenty years. It's it's pretty pretty amazing, and I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing now. you uh, know to look back on. It.
2: And Jason, without completely reliving the incident, could you share with us some of the details about what happened on that fateful day?
3: Of course. So March 26th of 2001, I'm working as a Phoenix police officer, a dream job of mine, born and raised here in Phoenix. And I was really moved to do that job by the death of another Phoenix police officer named Mark Atkinson. And I achieved that goal at the age of 26. And then 14 months into my career, you know, life's like we all think most days life is going pretty well. Uh, you have no idea from when or where adversity is about to, about to come at you. But mine was that night at about 11.30 p.m. I was on my way to an emergency call. Stopped briefly at a red light to make sure the people getting on and off the freeway where I was sitting would yield my emergency vehicle. And it takes a second and a half to clear an intersection. Not much time at all. And in that time, I was struck from behind by a taxi cab. The driver was suffering an epileptic seizure. He's going 115 miles an hour in a 40-mile-an-hour downtown city street. Hard to fathom that kind of speed. And at that impact, my car burst into flames. I was knocked unconscious. Thankfully, you know I, I don't have any memories of it. Didn't have to go through the fear and the chaos and My life probably was saved by the fact that I wasn't breathing real deep or yelling and screaming in the midst of the smoke and the hot air. Just had the incredible fortune of having a fire truck in the intersection, basically witnessing the accident. They were able to go to work for me, get me out of the car in about 90 seconds. And I was on my way to the best burn center in the United States, America County Hospital, with burns to 43% of my body. My neck, head, and face were fourth degree, which is a term I'd never heard prior to that. I thought third degree burns is the worst you could have. Fourth degree means it's down the last layers of muscle into the bone. My shoulders to my hands were third degree. Lost half my fingers, most of my eyesight. My entire appearance, spent two and a half months in a coma, five months in the hospital, and then years of therapy and surgery to just try to regain the basics Of life from bathing to eating to talking correctly. It was uh, quite the journey those first few years.
2: Jason, it's just awful. I'm sorry to hear this happen to you. You did mention the word adversity. And, you know, it sounds like, like you said, you were fortunate to kind of be incapacitated for a lot of the chaos that occurred during the accident. But when you awoke from, you know, the coma, uh, there must have been some concern about, you know, the future of your family, your well-being, and kind of everything in general. So do you remember more or less what were some of the first thoughts you had?
3: Yeah, I I woke up surprisingly for being in a coma two and a half months. It was medically induced. And when I woke up, or they woke me up, I should say, on June 12th of 2001, I was as clear-headed as I am today. And I knew right away I was in the hospital, just the sound and the smells and I had a thousand thoughts pouring into my mind. Why can't I move? Why can't I open my eyes? I was just at work. And slowly, you know, my wife told me I'd been in a car accident and the car caught on fire. And that kind of set me into a, a really bad place just because it was the one thing that I was scared of my whole life. And the one thing that I prayed would not happen. So it took quite a bit of time to understand the extent of the injuries. And what I was facing in the future, on how if I had any chance of regaining some semblance of life and getting back to being, you know, the man of the house and and taking care of my family. Of course, I'm being told by doctors you'll never go back to work. You'll probably never be able to see again. Uh, there was no good news in those first several months and a couple of years. But it was for me. It was it was so catastrophic that I really had to piece things together. Little by little, I'd ask the same question over and over, or be lost in my thoughts over and over, just trying to figure this this all out. Because when something like this happens, you don't just say okay and move on.
1: Right, and Jason, you know, as I'm sitting here listening to you, you have all these thousands of thoughts, as you said, going through your mind. And in short order, you're expected to have discussions and conversations with your attorney about what happened, how it happened, what needs to happen going forward. It's just a lot to, to consider. And I know from speaking with you earlier, uh, as you were kind of coming to and getting the information fed to you of kind of what happened and what to expect going forward with, with your claim, your attorney thought it would be a good idea to bring in a structured settlement consultant. And I'm wondering if you could remember back and think of as to why your, your attorney tried to have that happen or wanted to get them involved in your case specifically?
3: Yeah, it was a, it was kind of a crazy journey for all of us involved. You know, when I first woke up, my wife had told me that she had hired an attorney who was recognized nationally for handling these rear and fuel fed fires in these, in these Ford Crown Victorias. But I was so sick at the time. It it was almost like it went in one ear and out the other. I was thinking, I don't care about the, you know, attorneys right now. And what are you talking about a loss? I mean, I was just lost in, in my injuries and where I was. And then as I learned about how often this had happened, how many officers had died, how many civilians had died, and I'm the one who was lucky enough to have a fire truck in the intersection and get an opportunity to go home to my family, it definitely occurred to me then that that was going to be a purpose. I was going to be something, you know, I want to be a father again. I want to go home to my kids. I want to go back to work, even though everybody's telling me that's not possible. But then I had the advocacy side of it, of trying to make these police cars safer while going through this lawsuit. And we waited, my attorney, he's, uh, his name's Pat McGruder, and and he was one of the foremost experts in this product liability area. And it took a while. For us to even file the lawsuit, go down the go down that path. And once we filed the lawsuit, then of course he started talking about how things can can go. Because I had no experience with this. I don't, I've never been to law school, I'm not an attorney, and I've never had a lawsuit of any kind, gone in front of a outside of criminal courts and juries. I don't know anything about the civil side. And so slowly he was explaining to me. How things would go, and you know what his goal was to to get us taken care of, and that's when he talked about bringing in the the settlement side of it with structuring it, having ringler involved because it would be overwhelming to me at with what I was going through at my young age at with my injuries. He wanted me to know that there were people out there who knew what they were doing and could take care of things so that I just wouldn't have to worry about. So similar to my injuries, it was a process, Uh, a lot of talks and a lot of trying to understand how to go about this and how to trust other people who had my best interests
1: in mind. Yeah, Jason, you said a lot of very interesting things, trusting the process, trusting other professionals, being overwhelmed. We have a lot of different types of listeners on this podcast, so we we may have attorneys, claims adjusters, actual injured individuals. So, what if you could think back? Because there, we may be someone may be listening that might be going through exactly what you went through, and there may be an attorney listening that may want to learn how to really better approach their clients and serve them in a better way. So, could you think back? What were your primary concerns that you were trying to address in a settlement plan that you were trying to put together?
3: Yeah, and I'm definitely you know speaking only for myself and my experience. But I remember thinking very early on that the the fact that I was injured in the line of duty, it was a huge media story. It was starting to come to light about all these other accidents and deaths. And then you had somebody with my appearance, my face could be a voice. It was a national news story. We did documentaries on CNN, just Discovery Health, all over the local news. And of course, I'm just hammering away at the defects in this car and and Ford Motor Company and everything else but I I knew from the very beginning that again just personally I did not want this to drag out ten or 15 years and I didn't want a jury to look at me or listen to my doctors and award me some unbelievable settlement that would then be fought continuously on appeals, and it would be another 10 years before I I had things I needed taken care of in the beginning. You know, I've lost my job at the time. I've got some crazy mounting medical bills, and then I've got the loss of, you know, a lot of a productive future with my eyesight, my hands, what my kids have gone through. So I was, from very early on, I wanted to get that part of it behind me yet be able to continue my advocacy for the safety. So that was more my mindset of what I would tell my attorney, like, listen, if you can settle this, I don't need, you know, some record setting about from a jury. I, if, if I'm entitled to something that'll take care of me and my family and the future, that's wonderful. And let's just get this behind us as quick as we could. And he was, very understanding and worked toward it. It took a few years, of course. Um, we, the accident was in '01, one and my case was settled in June of four
2: Wow. Well, Jason, you know, one of the things that you mentioned earlier is this feeling of being lost. And it's really interesting how within that period of time, you were able to go from feeling lost to almost being laser focused on exactly what you wanted and what you wanted to achieve. And to Matt's point, with some of our audience members who may be, again, personal injury attorneys going through the same type of scenario you went through or adjusters, it's really interesting to see how you kind of came full circle over that short period of time and how your biggest concern or one of your biggest concerns was really dragging the settlement out and not being able to take care of some of the things you wanted to in the interim period. So I guess one of the questions I have for you is, you know, during that period of time, that confusion you and your family were able to make certain decisions and you talked about being lost. How was that consultant that the attorney brought in, uh, how do they assist you in essentially achieving some of the things that you ultimately decide upon?
3: What was key about them was just giving me the comfort to know that once we get to an amount, once we get to a settlement and paperwork is signed and the judge has signed off on it, then we, and when I say we, I'm talking about Ringler, and my consultant was able to give me the peace of mind that we will lay this out so that it's not some lump sum of money the next day that you're overwhelmed by or scared of or don't know what to do with. You've got your kids. I had two at the time. Now I have three. We, they were right away concerned about 18, 20 years down the road and their college and my medical bills. Nobody really knew, you know, people with my injuries don't survive. So even the doctors couldn't really say what I was facing down the road as far as uh, plastic surgery and, and other things as I, as I got older. So in the beginning, it was more just the peace of mind that they would take care of. And then once I got the call from the attorney saying, okay, we are, we've reached a number. Are you happy with it? And I, I mean, it was a very quick, yes, let's, let's be done with this. And went to the courthouse, signed the papers. We were done. That's when I actually sat down with the consultant in person and went over how it was going to be structured. And it was, I mean, it was just beautiful. It was brilliant. It was, it did bring me exactly what I needed, which was, peace and serenity so that now I could go back to focusing on my injuries, how I could get healthier and going back to work, being a father, all those things that I wanted to be. I didn't have the distraction of, of anything else. I just had peace of mind. And and that's, I mean, there's nothing more valuable than that.
1: Yeah, that's huge, Jason. Uh, I have, I have a sort of direct question for you. As you think back to the process and getting the plan in place working with a consultant, your attorney, would you have been able to do any of this on your own if you just got a lump sum up front?
3: No, I, I, I looking back on it now, uh, at my age, uh, I was 28 at the time. And of course, it, when I was 28, I thought I was pretty mature and smart. Well, now I'm almost 50 and I realized I didn't know anything when I was 28. <laughs> uh, funny how that works. But no, I I don't think that I would have, gotten to where I'm at today because I wouldn't have again I wouldn't have had the peace of mind. I would have had for me, I would have had a lot of stress, I think, involved with, well what what do I do with this? How do I make this work the best starting now and it has to go, you know, the next forty or fifty years and beyond. I mean, I'm talking about not only my kids, but my grandkids someday that I don't even have yet. So that so I was thinking way, way down the line. And as I sit here now, I still have the same peace of mind that month to month, I don't have to worry about things that a lot of people have to worry about. And I would not have wanted to even have tried to just have somebody give me a lump sum of money and then walk away and say good luck.
2: That's an interesting point because I don't think a lot of people truly consider maybe how difficult it is to provide yourself with the peace of mind Uh, that you have because you were able to, quote unquote, structure the settlement uh, in the way that you did. But you know, just looking back, Jason, at some of the decisions you made, do you have any regrets?
3: I have zero regrets, which is huge. Again, in in all these years of recovery, I don't regret becoming a cop. I don't regret answering up for that call. I don't regret what happened to me. Uh, I mean, bad things happen to good people all the time. And Adversity is going to strike all of us. We're all going through something right now. And even for me, I mean, I was burned almost 20 years ago. My adversity today has nothing to do with with my burns uh, or the fact that I'm not a cop anymore. And so that is then the key. The peace of mind that I've had for 20 years, I think, is what enables you to not have any regrets because you're able to have reassurance, you're able to have peace of mind, and you're able to see what you can accomplish and work toward those things without having to worry about
1: these other distractions. Yeah, Jason. So since you retire from the police force, like you said, and you have this found peace of mind going forward into eternity, essentially, has your settlement plan provided for you well enough to or given you any freedoms that you may have not otherwise had, if you may have taken that lump sum and, and spent it on something else?
3: I think it did. Uh, I think the stru- the way it was structured, you know, I did get a little bit of a lump sum at the beginning. So, you know, I could start taking care of medical bills and if I wanted to go buy a new car, I could, something like that. But over time, that's what the structure has done is not only give me the, the peace of mind and not have to worry, but it was set up in a way that I, once I got healthy again, then I could take what I had, what I was given and what was coming and I could start doing my own stuff and trying to make it bigger and better for our future as well. After I retired, I went into business for myself. It was very successful for a couple of years. And then I started the motivational speaking. I I learned how to invest properly in both you know, the real estate, the stock market. And I've tried to not let the money that I got twenty years ago dwindle down. I've tried to make it grow, and that was one of the key ingredients of the structure was it gave me the ability to look toward the future and have a means to achieve my own financial security and success.
1: Well Jason, I'm so happy to hear that, and you're such an inspiration. I, I know I've gotten a lot from hearing your story and speaking with you over these past a few hours and i really appreciate you taking the time for joining us today and sharing your story with our audience
3: you're so welcome i i think this is very important this is the first time i've ever gotten to speak about it and you know i hope there are people out there who may be going through both on the litigation side but also on the the i don't like to use the term victim but the the people who are injured and going through this process you know if, if you're patient It definitely works out, and I can't give you guys enough credit. Ringler was just awesome with how they handled my attorneys, me, my family, uh, truly having the best interest in mind. And uh, I'll never forget the people I worked with, so thank you very much.
2: Well, thank you, Jason. We appreciate you sharing your story. If you'd like to learn more about Jason's story, get a copy of his book, Burning Shield, or book Jason as a speaker. I encourage you to check out his website, burningshield.com. I've personally had the opportunity to listen to Jason speak, and I can honestly say it was one of the most emotionally charged and motivating stories and speakers I've ever seen. So again, Jason, thanks for being with us. Thank you so very much. I really appreciate it.
1: Once again, a huge thank you to Jason Schechterle for sharing his story with us today. Before we go, we got to say thank you to our sponsors again. Thank you to American General Life Company, Berkshire Hathaway, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, Pacific Life, Prudential, and USAA. Ringler is proud to partner with each of these companies as they provide competitive products for individuals seeking security for their financial futures. One final thought before we go. If you've been injured in an accident or you'd like to learn more about Ringler's partners and services, visit us at www.ringlerassociates.com where you can also find your local settlement consultant. Until next time, goodbye everyone.
0: Ringler Radio is a production of Ringler Associates. All of the opinions expressed by the participants of this podcast are their own and do not represent any legal, tax, or financial advice from Ringler Associates. For more information about how to work with Ringler, visit www.ringlerassociates.com.